Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to speak i'm your host dave and john jd i just had a mild heart attack when dave yelled into the microphone this week i wasn't ready <laughs> and as last week we promised we were going to do a panel discussion on reboots and remakes. All thanks to our good friend JD and uh, and Random Randy Savage for suggesting it. So uh, we brought in some of our favorite people from the internet. Not Randy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought five was enough. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard enough to control when there's three of us here. For sure. Uh, yeah. So, of course, first off, we have our, our, our partner in crime, our comic book reviewer for the website, host of the Omega Level Nerds podcast, our good friend D-Square. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking, Dave. Thank you for having me, most importantly. Ah, always. And, of course, can't have a discussion about movies with the man who has the number one podcast about movies in Kuwait. That's right. And of course, the one and only Joey DiCarlo from So Wizard. How are you, sir? What's going on, everybody? Thanks again so much for having me. Love you guys. Great to see you all again. Yeah, man. I mean, those Desert Storm trading cards are paying off finally. <laughs> you know, we're taking over Kuwait and Norway. And yeah, I don't even know who's who's whoever is next. You know, Istanbul. Not Constantinople. <laughs> Not Constantinople. Uh, they're on the list. They're on the list. You guys are on the clock. When old New York was once New Amsterdam. That's right. That's hilarious. I have those cards in a binder because my parents thought they were going to be worth something someday. <laughs> General Swartzikoff rookie yeah. card. Colin Powell. How many of our missile? How many of our parents bought something thinking it was going to be worth something? Oh, 30 years later, it's all worth nothing uh, because they. Yeah. Probably most of us, because we were like 90s people, yeah. and that's when, like, really the collect, hey, go get those comic books that are going to be worth something. And no, we're just going to print right. a million of them. No, I, I honestly, I used to read all my comics and, like, trash them. I would read them until they fell apart. Me and then too. I'm, like, flipping through, like, Key Collector app, and I'm like, that's worth money? That's worth money? And I'm thinking, like, I destroyed those comics. I could be putting my daughter through college right now. But My, uh, my father, when he was growing up, his oldest brother would always when he first got a job would bring home a comic for him and his other brother and they were the classic comics where they were like classic stories turned into comics and they would read them and then they would take care of them they kept them in a trunk and <laughs> the house got flooded 
I think it was, and they all got destroyed. Those comics are worth so much today. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Well, actually, they're probably worth more in the 90s when everything went crazy. Yeah. Everything's gone crazy again. Last uh, half a year, pandemic. Uh, yeah. Prices, collectible prices through the roof. So, so since you're already talking, Joey, how how oh, are you? How how is is the world of so wizard? Oh <laughs> uh, well, clearly it's good in Kuwait. Oh uh, yeah, everything's going great, man. You know, just working, getting ready to go to New York next week, just like I'm sure some of you guys are, and going to the movies a lot again. Now the movies are really back. Things are going really well, and, and no complaints here. You know, everything's rock and rolling. Yeah, they're kind of back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just ran into, I, I'll be honest, we just ran into a lull. So we were doing, we were flowing along really well. And then we hit a hit a couple weeks of nothing. So we had a Netflix review. And this week is going to be uh, probably out by the time you, re- you record. Excuse me. It'll probably be out by the time you hear this. But it's uh, Nicolas Cage direct-to-video movie, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. That we oh, were my reviewing God. They just did that on fans. Right, I was yeah. dying when I saw they picked that one too. So, um, is was it direct to video? Yeah, it was direct to video, video on demand. Yep. Oh, I thought that was coming out in the movies. I saw, I, I saw promo for it on YouTube. A lot of YouTube. No channels. spoilers, but oh. it might be the worst movie I've seen this year. So. <laughs> that does he have a mullet? No. <laughs> that even Montego didn't like it, and he tries to like everything. He likes everything. <laughs> How about you, Don? How are you doing? How is Omega Level Nerds? Omega Level Nerds is awesome. I'm smitten right now with Star Wars Visions, so we talked a lot about that last night. So it's just a great time. The X-Men comic books are looking up, so I'm joining that. Trial of Magneto is really cool. I think they're going to use that as a vehicle to retcon Wanda back into being a mutant of Magneto's daughter, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, A-OK over here, man. All good in Omega Level land. That would be interesting. That it is. Yeah. And how about you sound hyped? <laughs> <laughs> how about you, John? How has your week been? I'm celebrating. All right. Um, uh, what, what are you celebrating? Is that Skittles? Yes. The Skittles, the Skittles are replacing the green apples with lime again. Yeah, I thought so. Officially. No, they I mean they're not they've been selling them since 2013. They've been selling them sporadically, the just all lime or lime or packages with lime. Uh-huh. Uh, but they are finally going back to lime from the hideous green apple that they replaced it with in 2013. So, yeah, that that that's how exciting my life is. That, that this is a high point. <laughs> great visual gag on an audio podcast. Are, are, I, I know, right? Isn't I that thought for sure. I thought for sure you got laid, and then we turn out it's it's. <laughs> Clearly, you don't listen to the show. Didn't we just talk this. about magic cards in the basement? <laughs> it's just, right next to my collection of computer parts. I mean, oh, this mad. This show was madness already. I love it. I just thought he was drunk, but you know, <laughs> drunk I, I, he had the look of hey, you know. But I get it. Candy is also up there. I understand. Anyway, you know, so let's see. Getting laid, candy. <laughs> All right. The fall, the fall anime, I, I'm I in got between. the diabetes, so <laughs> it's a you know. It's a well, symptom. yeah. <laughs> so I'm in between the summer and fall anime seasons, and I'm just waiting for the fall to really kick in because there's supposed to be a, a bunch of really good animes that are coming back out again. Some some returning, some isekais. So just you know, 
and, and I saw, I don't know if everybody saw the what ifs, but the last one had a clip. Well, dip, dip. Joey is anything. not caught up. I know. I won't say anything ah. else. Just, just, I just watched the zombies one. That's as far as I am, right? Okay. Ah, damn. <laughs> I really want to talk about it. No, it's okay. Uh, I won't say anything other than this. This is, this is, well, when you, when I will say seven, it's going to start to get real interesting. I will say this. I don't think it's a spoiler. They've got darker and darker, darker. And then all of a sudden they turned, they did a turn on us. Well, and I'll leave we'll it see. at that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, don't say anything else because this, this one is going to make the link between this and the, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're going to pay off on that. All right. They how are. about, how about you, JD? Uh, I'm all right. Business wise, we're doing a sale this week. My first book, the book Jericho, is free all week. Finer platforms across yes. this great country. Amazon, Kobo, Apple, Google Play. So if you want to read a book for free, you can check that out, Book of Jericho. I'm tweeting it out all week. You know, I've got a bunch of these deal sites that are pushing it. And then the rest of the books are all a dollar for this week. So you can Ooh. jump in on this series because the new book, Sundown, where I murder John, comes out <laughs> again. Again, <laughs> comes out on Friday. So it's a big week in JD Oliva Land. I'm not going to read one of your books unless you murder me in it. I mean, sorry. Fine. Keep keep giving me money and I'll keep murdering you. I well, tell you... me when I you tell me wait, when wait. I can pay you that money. I, I'm, I thought... I'm working here, man. I'm working. I thought you already had all his books, though. I do. You do. I, I I'm trying to work my way. I'm I'm having trouble like reading these days, but I I will get through them. Um, oh, don't worry about it. Man. I don't care. Read at your leisure. I got your money. Oh, I know, but I will. <laughs> your Mangekio Sharingan coming in or something? Nice. <laughs> Man, who what bless you, you? you're having trouble Narrow reading who? Right, oh yeah you had trouble yeah, reading yeah, yeah, yeah. So your mangekyo sharingan coming oh nice my one. god but but no i'm not of the uchiha clan and yeah no it's just yeah it's just too many distractions and i've got a project at work that i've been working on for over a year about ninety thousand lines of code and i i'm at the point now where it's going to start going live and so Did you say ninety thousand lines of code or ninety thousand lines of coke that's how we got through the project this is in the 90s if it were in the 90s it would have been the latter but it, this is the former that's an intense project to work man <laughs> it helps it helps it would have so sorry it's, it's not my turn go back to oh, i'm good i i already i already plugged my shit i'm yes fine. oh so i i have i haven't been doing much but i did start watching i only watched the first episode so far but we have a very big star wars fan on the show we have two really big Star Wars fans on the show and a really big anime fan on the show. So I need to know who's watching Star Wars Visions and what we think of it so far. It is quite, <laughs> it might possibly be my favorite Star Wars thing. So yeah, if you're each other. No, no, no. I'm laughing at Joey. Oh, I see. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. We're going to do it for our, our Patreon next month. Uh, you can ruin it. I don't yeah. care. It's, you disappoint me. Yeah. There's really no way to ruin it because it's not in continuity with anything or itself. It's it's honestly you yeah they're all yeah. they're all little fine. standalone things. How about you, John? Did you watch it? I I know I haven't I haven't seen it. I'm that surprises to, me. I know I, I've 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 only heard whispers of it, but I haven't really. It just wasn't in one of my spheres of you know in, interest on YouTube or wherever. So now, now that you're talking about it, I will definitely go watch it. But they've they've done I don't know if they were official, but they've done enemy intros to the Star Wars movies, which were pretty, which were just absolutely beautiful and awesome. So if this is done anywhere near like that, well, then, it's uh, six individual Japanese animation studios. Um, yeah, 
Oh, One, Madhouse. So every episode looks different. Yes. Ooh. Madhouse, you photoable. One of the one of the good ones. I mean, like we had, we talked about it on the show. I don't remember what studios. A one studios. I I I'll, now I have to check it out because I know the studios. Yeah. So you should start listening to your own podcast. Who? <laughs> <laughs> that, what, what, what or at least pay attention. Turn this off so I can't hear it. Or at least pay attention when we record. <laughs> uh well, I watched the first episode. I thought it was really well done. It it felt like an old like Japanese movie, but with Star Wars themes in it. So yeah, so Star Wars. Well, right because <laughs> no, that's why this is so glorious because the Force, Darth Vader's look—that's all uh, derivative of of Japanese samurai and culture. Right. Yes. That was Lucas's original vision. So to see it in this lens. It fucking works, man. I mean, I hate the animation of the first one. I kill comic books with that whole overshading stuff. Nah, I, um, I, I dug it. It, it. it did get cooler. And don't get me wrong, that's probably a low point for me. The first two episodes were the low point, but after that, holy crap, is it balls to the wall. Like, I thought it was going to be crazy lightsaber show from the promos, and it is, <laughs> but it's cool. I I don't know. I just can't say enough about it. It's awesome. Are, are all the episodes out or is this coming out weekly or what? No, no. it's, it's season they one. All, they're all there. 15 yeah, they put to them all at once. minutes a piece. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. They're all super like they're not. None of them are super long. There's a couple that are really short. And then there's like, yeah, I think like 15 minutes is the average. And there's with that said, you care about the characters in these short little stories. This thing is so well written. Forget about how cool it looks. So I don't, I'm gushing over it. I, I love it. And it's got nothing to do. No Skywalker is to be named. Nope. There's only one character. And Dave, you haven't seen this yet. But in one of the episodes, there is one character that we're all familiar with. But outside of that, there's no other characters that we know of or uh, even seen. I know who it is because they, they did the first three episodes on Fans of Patrol. And it's Boba okay. Fett, right? Yeah, it was Boba yeah. Fett. Does anyone use the ancient martial art of Terrace Kasai in this? No. Ooh, that would be interesting. No, because in this, this most of these seem to be way off in the future where Jedi are like so old. Like it's a myth. Yep. Like there's Jedi, but there's no lightsabers in one of these. It's a big deal because then some lightsabers pop up. Uh, so all it, it's very ambiguous as where these things are happening, if they're even happening in the same universe. Lightsabers do not work the same in this vision. Star Wars, what you if? <laughs> Well, yeah, but that Kinda. like so so in in Star Wars visions, they basically have this theme of the lightsaber has the color and the look of the person that wields it in their connection to the force. So a lot of them look like katanas, which is awesome. <laughs> so just just crazy. So episode three is is where the crazy starts because we're literally talking about somebody wielding a lightsaber while they're riding the nose of an X-wing in space. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's awesome. Mm. And I love and the it. only studio I recognize is Production IG, which did episode five. A lot of the others, they must be smaller studios. They handed out to a whole bunch of guys. This is interesting. This is really cool. It's yeah, great. We, and, we, and again, we, the stories are awesome, even though they're just 15 to 22 minutes. We had a whole conversation about this like like a month ago. I'll just, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we didn't really, you know. I even I even listed all of the studios while we we're talking. So, <laughs> and confirm. Yeah, He's prove a busy it. Man. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to insert clip of us talking about it here. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. No, He's not going to listen anyway. So, what's the point? <laughs> 
All right. All right. Something. Well, enough of that madness. Mm-hmm. We should oh, move no. on to some Damn it. social media madness. Oh. I kept it short. I kept it short this week, John. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we talked about the Hawkeye trailer, and I asked people if they're excited about it. And see, here's the first one. Peter Devilpolis. De- Peter Dinklage. Where I was going. What was that? Sorry, someone got, everything got choppy for a second. He said, was it Peter Dinklage? No, 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 not Peter Dinklage. Peter DeVilbis. DeVilbis, yes. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. said yes. Yup, with a big old thumbs up. So Exactly. Cool. And then uh, Random Rainy Savage, after we I, talked about it, and, and we mentioned the comic book series, he said, 500 pages later, and I love these two. So he's excited for the show. Yes, he actually went out and read the, the run, so... To get ready for it. I don't know how closely. Come on, it's, it's the MCU. This is not going to follow it that closely, but should be exciting. It looks like it's going to be really fun. So. And we need something yeah. like that. Yeah. We really well, do. Yes, we do. And then, of course, we talked about the long-awaited reboot of The <laughs> Lost Boys. <laughs> to which Timothy Jones <laughs> said, he's now he's commenting on the GIF I used, too. Okay, but no mullets. Also, more importantly... <laughs> What is the guy over Kiefer's left shoulder doing? Uh, I can't he's, answer that. Looks like he's licking the pole. It does look like he's licking the pole. You know, you guys both like ripped up at his gift, and I've seen this movie a thousand times, and I've never noticed either of these before. Uh, yeah, now, now I can't look away. And then, and then there's those crazy guys from the Omega Level Nerds podcast <laughs> chimed in and said, "More importantly, what is Ellen over his right shoulder doing?" <laughs> You got to do, do something after you get canceled. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you, so you retro, retroactively go back in time to be in Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, because no yes. one would see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> if she had the power to do that, couldn't she go back in time and not get canceled? No, you can't. Time travel doesn't work like that. I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And then finally, we, of course. We've been talking about the Matrix Four, and uh, the recasted podcast said the pretty, the pretty really didn't do anything for me. I sat there thinking, how did John Wick end up in the Matrix? Clearly not a listener, Ooh. because that was my joke. I know, <laughs> um, but it Get is your true. own material. Person who doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> yes, yes. Though so, I don't know. I mean, it's we're going to watch it for the, the podcast, and it's free. So yeah, well, I mean, as long I'm as not- you, not not gonna watch it what's funny is my podcast partner and brother volsker as well as jay are super into the matrix they liked the animatrix i know my volsker played the game and it's like they have the polar opposite reaction that you guys have as well as me and the general public which is like eh, those sequels sucked like who cares but right they're super into it like no because now the machines and the humans have to work together and blah, 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 blah. okay how do we know that what are we basing that on the animatrix the just yeah other stuff that's not the yeah movie but we don't know if, the thing is we don't know anything about this movie they could have thrown all of that continuity away other than rocky three what basis because i read all the spoilers <laughs> oh fair he knows what's going on ah do they have to work and, together uh, joe not excited about it at all oh okay okay that good i was hoping instead of like colonel sanders showing up and spouting a bunch of techno babble they'd get like uh wendy or maybe like the guy from (laughs) arby's commercials but uh, 
Yeah, no, it's not feeling it at all. I mean, it feels a lot like the Terminator to me or Alien or I don't know, any of these other friends, Predator. I mean, how many shitty sequels to a classic movie can you have before it just doesn't even matter anymore? Hey, Mer- Quite a Friday, few. Friday the 13th says nine. Yeah, yeah about nine. Nine and, 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 and going. Got the major- <laughs> and Halloween. It takes me like nine. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't. I can't wait to see it. I want to. I want to see it. You know, I'm just hoping. I, I'm figuring. I'm going by by probability. We've had so many sucky, <laughs> so many sucky reboots and and sequels. There's got to be good ones soon. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, if you want to know how you can follow us on social media and be part of social media madness. And learn about all the great podcasts in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Here's our good friend D-Squared to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network includes great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right, thanks for that, Don. Perfection every time. And then while you're here... Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more Omega Level Nerds podcast? Well, you can certainly go to our Twitter at Omega Level Nerds. You can find our link to our YouTube channel where we stream the show live. Currently, between 8 and 8.30 on Sunday nights, but that may be changing soon. We don't have a cool URL yet, so please go subscribe so I can finally have a cool YouTube URL and not be lame and have to direct you to my YouTube profile. That would be great. We also do Dragon Ball Z Abridged Reactions now, which is hilarious. I I implore you, please go check us out. Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z Abridged? Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's hilarious. And Joey, since you're you're busy trying to take a picture of the screen to post on social media, why don't you tell the people where they can find So Wizard Podcast? No problem. The easiest way to find us is at SoWizardPodcast.com. That's got links to all our social media accounts. That's got the podcast every week. That's got links to all our YouTube content. That's got links to all our comic and movie reviews that are pros that are on there as well. Everything spins out of SoWizardPodcast.com. Otherwise, find it wherever you get regular podcasts that you listen to. Yes. And eventually you'll find pickle pizza there. All right. <laughs> we actually talk about that on this week's podcast. I figured. On that note, we're going to take our first commercial break and we'll be right back with the news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. We're back. JD should be excited for the first piece of news. Oops, I accidentally hit play. You've been talking about this for a long time. You, you, you're, you're, 
cautiously optimistic, JD. So I'll let you go first. We got our first look at Sandman on Netflix. What'd you think? Dude, this is literally the first few pages of the first issue of Sandman. Yes. I am. I'm all in. I was all in before this sealed the deal. We got Morpheus's goofy looking helmet, even like uh, it's not a lot. It's like you get a break. The weird thing about the, the the initial Sandman story is it really has very little to do with what Sandman becomes, mm-hmm. but it's a nice little springboard to introduce us to the character. So I'm in. I'm on board. This looks great. I'm very happy. I saw someone complain that he didn't have enough of a Robert Smith haircut, and I'm like, it's not <laughs> ni- it's not 1987. Like you know, no one looks like that. <laughs> all right. What did you think, Joey? So all right, popular opinion. Uh, <laughs> You know, Sandman's just not my thing, man. It's just not my thing. I, I tried, I tried to read it when it was a huge smash hit back in the day, and I think I made it through the first two trades, and I was like, "What am I doing with my life that I'm wasting my time reading this boring ass stuff?" Um, it, you know, and I, I, it, it must be good. It must be good. I mean, it maybe it's just not for me. I mean, there's there's great movies, great musical artists that people love and I don't like them and it's not because they suck it's because it's not for me so I just think this is just not for me I like superhero comics I don't like whatever this is uh, boring like goth comics with the guy from the cure in it that's yeah it's fire. just not for me man I'm, I'm gonna watch it I don't really have a choice and that's part and parcel of uh, doing a uh, TV movie review podcast but I I'm just come I'm coming from a place of not really having read much of it and what I read I was kind of bored by so it, it did absolutely nothing for me <laughs> I'm sorry no I, I hear Maybe you death will be cute that's about all I got you know. um and now we'll move on to someone I know grew up as a goth wearing uh black eyeliner all the time John okay. what did you think of uh, the prank up the joy division get rid of that. <laughs> Let me take a shot of sugar first. Okay. <laughs> no, I I actually was a real fan of Sandman and, you know, all of Gaiman's work. And, uh, you know, like one of my favorites was Hell, Hellblazer. And you know, that wasn't it, Gaiman. I, I know it wasn't Gaiman, but it was in that kind of same universe. Fair. And, and like, it's, yeah, the offbeat stories, the more cerebral stuff. So, yeah, I, I, this looks, this looks good, you know? Yeah, and you're right. The goofy, the goofy mask and all that. It's going to be the writing that makes or breaks this, though. Agreed. So, yeah. Because we can, we, you know, we we know all about people that can make really good trailers, but the movie themselves. Yeah. You know yeah, that is true. So, it's, Zack Snyder's it's, movies cut really good trailers. Yes, he yep. does. <laughs> so you know, it's a good trailer. I hope the movie follows up with that. So. All right. How about our, our resident comic book expert, Don? Yeah, yeah, get ready for this. I'm with Mr. DiCarlo there, out of my wheelhouse. I'm a superhero. Yeah, admittedly, if it doesn't have brightly colored beams, <laughs> magnetic and psychic bubbles with slashes and bamps, I, I just I, I couldn't get into it. Well, I didn't more tight. This. <laughs> right. Yes. It's got to be, you know, I don't know what that says about me, but exactly. Mm-hmm. Prefer the tights, prefer the span. <laughs> so, but with that said, if JD says, hey, this is the first two panels of the comic or first two pages of the comic, then I'm ultimately going to respect it more than most of the movies that are out there because I, I, I hold that comic book accuracy to a pretty high, pretty, pretty high uh, value there. So it's, I'll check it out. 
it's super comic book accurate. Like I said, the first and I'm probably smarter now than I was then. I was probably too stupid when this came out. Well, I get it because like Sand- Sandman is so, especially in the era it was created, like when everything was so loud and super colorful and, you know, foil, like, foil cover, yeah, life fieldy and McFarlane esque. Yeah. Like no Sandman feet. was, yeah, <laughs> I, that never gets old. And what Guyman was doing was so vastly different. So I, I really like it just for that. Cause you know, I, I like to read. So I was Guyman stuff really kind of hits me. I'm very curious where they go from here because Sandman changes so drastically after its first trade. Guyman admits that his first two trades, he was doing an impression of Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Yes. And it really isn't until the end of the second trade that he really starts to figure out what the hell Sandman really is. So I don't know where it goes after this. And I don't know if they even know. So that's, I'm, I'm, I like what I see, but I'm also like, I still, I'm still cautiously optimistic because I don't know what, I don't know what happens from here. That's, that's a good point. And it's, how is it going to be received? And that's, I, I'm with you, JD. Like it looks so good, but then I start, I, and then I start wondering, is it going to bridge the gap with people like Joey and, and Don who like are comic book guys and maybe they'll like the show and, and, you know, get a little more interested. I don't know because that like, <laughs> because Sandman never appealed to that. Like it was intentionally, yeah. it was in, it was, we always joke about it being the goth book. Cause it was like, that was the comic that was read by, I like to use it. I'm going to go back to wrestling for a second. Like Raven from ECW always had his Sandman or his, his Sandman shirts. Cause that was like, that was the prototypical Sandman reader, super gothy, super emo. Like even before that was a word. Right. So it, it's almost like meant not to appeal to your traditional. Right. No, I, I definitely growing up where I grew up here in Western Massachusetts, um, where the five colleges are, and there was this big like groundswell of uh, indie comics, indie comic creators, underground comics, and that Sandman was always held up as this thing like, this is what intelligent, yeah. like, real people read. It's you a book. plebs. You yes. plebs who keep our comic book store in business every week buying Spider-Man, you don't know what you're missing. You know, it was always masses. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Totally I was like, you know, I'm like 11 buying like $75 of, of books a week. And I wasn't good enough because I didn't read Sandman and uh, whatever <laughs> black and white lesbian vampire comics that... were coming out that week. But Dan, you probably missed <laughs> out on those. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, it can't be worse than Why the Last Man, the TV show. So at least, you know, it's got that. Not a Vampirella fan. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm starting I'm starting to get a picture here that, like, that maybe Joey felt left out and picked on and ice and uh, ostracized for. Yeah, I just like this guy. By the, by the cool boring. emo kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> this comic's boring as hell. Give me all the Tom DeFalco Ron Prince spider man you can get in my gullet and i'll, I'll take that any day over this so. oh that reminds me tom defalco and ron friends have a new independent book coming out they do oh yeah is it is yeah. it about goths no <laughs> no no it's a, it's it's a superhero story it's a character they created i i they just announced it on facebook the other day send um, me the link yeah they, hmm. they have it on uh they have it on one of the you know crowdfunding sites right now to make money to i imagine kickstarter or it's either Kickstarter or Indiegogo. I don't yeah. remember which one. It's usually so. one or the other. So, anyway, I'm excited. I'll, I'll at least watch the first first few episodes and see what it's all about. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast. Moving on. So, we had one story that I knew was going to excite JD, and another story I knew was going to excite John. John, yeah. 
It's yeah. finally happened. You're getting your Babylon 5 reboot. It's very sad that it's coming at a time when so like so, so many of the original cast are already starting to pass away. Well, it's a reboot, so it's going to be all... It's, it, first well, off, not it's, in a, but I, it, first it, off it, made J. Michael Straczynski is returning yes. to Helmet. Yeah, and there's, which, no, there's no way they could remake it otherwise. And they're doing it on the CW, so you know it'll be filled with pretty people. Uh, <laughs> that that's the feel. only thing that worries me. Straczynski has a history of, of having problems with the studios and, and such, you know, interfering with his stuff. Uh-huh. The real Ghostbusters is a perfect example. Captain Spider-Man Power was a the- perfect example. Yeah, oh, Captain God, Power yeah. in the 1980s is a perfect example. Nobody remembers that except. Oh me. no, I had the Captain Power. I remember that. I got all yeah. those toys for Christmas one year. So. Yeah, yeah. He he became the showrunner towards the end, and that's why it got super serious. And the storylines actually were because the, the show was only a vehicle for watching for for basically selling toys right. so that when they showed the bad guys on the screen with a special background you could shoot at it with the toys. yes yes like, it was a like, toy that came with a vhs that you got to zap your tv with yeah that's, that's game changing shit man i'm pretty yeah, sure but, I'm... If you, but if you watch halfway through this the the the, the show it changed and the storylines started going from single episodes to an overarching storyline that was Trasinski. And and then at the end he ended the sh- he ended the last show and they they canceled it because they didn't like where he was going with it but he ended it on a freaking cliffhanger, which was serious as I, hell. I, I'm pretty character sure died. Main I'm character sh- died. I'm pretty sure on CW as long as you put pretty people on the show they don't care they leave. I know alone. I know but the, the, it's it's going to be interesting. All all I know is that like I I know Straczynski it's not going to be a reboot it's going to be like furtherance maybe. Yeah, you know? is they clarified? Is this like is he recreating his a, own show, or are they kind of picking up where they left I, I, off twenty yeah, years ago? It's not really clear. They're calling it a reboot, so there are so many stories left to tell in that universe. So many things that were left hanging. So many good characters that you know. I just I I don't think it's going to be a, a reboot. So, I think it's I, going to or, or, well, no, it, it'll be a reboot, but it'll be. <sighs> 10 years later or so, 200 years so later. So first I have to confess, I've never really watched Babylon 5. Oh, it's the greatest. It is it is one of the greatest storylines. I mean, it was already, a, he already knew what all five years were going to be of, of, of episodes before he started it. And so there is a time loop that start. It, it's like when they filmed the kids from How I Met Your Mother. Oh God. Right? When, they, when they filmed them doing the That's end a- because they already knew what the end is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a bad. That is not a good comparison. Well, is, I know, I know, that does but, not inspire but, confidence. But in that's me. that's no. the thing. That's that's <laughs> right. how far that's how far in advance the plans exist. Okay. Mm-hmm. The story. All right. I, I have a legit anyway. question about Babylon Five. Like when I remember when it was coming out, and I thought when I saw the commercials, I used to watch TNT because you know wrestling, and like the commercials would come on, I'd say this looks like a Star Trek knockoff. Is that not what Babylon Five is? It was. It was. I think they commissioned it because they wanted something that could compete with Deep Space Nine. Okay, so it is a Star Trek. That was it, it, it was spectacular, but, it, but it's Trasinski, so the writing okay. was. I mean, Deep Space Nine is one of the best Star Trek reboots. Right. The the most cerebral of the Star Treks. Yes. So 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 Joey is being quiet. Did you watch Babylon Five when it was on? All right. So unpopular opinion. But <laughs> no, I'm going to mute, mute now. <laughs> not only do I hate Star Trek, but I'm definitely not going to watch great value Star Trek written by the writers from <laughs> the worst Spider-Man comics in the history uh, uh, of print. Val, um, as as we alluded to, that was so that was bad. 
that was a lot of Marvel so influence. <laughs> no, there wasn't the enough. Mar- so bad that I stopped reading monthly comics for the first time in 26 years. <laughs> I will. I will back Joey on this one. There was not enough, enough. Marvel influence in Straczynski's True. Spider-Man. The other, so, the other no, sins past. Yeah, well, don't get me started <laughs> like on sins, sins past. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Like knowing all of Straczynski's work, I would never have suggested for him to write a comic book. Well, he did Rising Stars. That was pretty yeah, good Rising. when it came out on time. And that was kind of what New Marvel was doing in the early 2000s. Is they were just going, they were going for, you know, home run creators. That's when you got Morrison on X-Men and uh, Kevin Smith doing uh, Daredevil. Like, this is all the same era. So it makes sense that they would, because literally, JMS literally wrote my college screenwriting textbook. So, I mean, he is a, he's a heavy hitter. Oh, yes. This Spider-Man, the, I like the first half was all right. The second half is just fucking terrible so so what is it just just a case of everybody has a stinker once in a while no just a case of the editors don't say you know joe maybe gwen stacy shouldn't be humping norman osborne (laughs) (laughs) oh that's what we're talking okay all right all right don we'll 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 wrap this up with you did you ever watch babylon Uh, fly and do do you want to see this reboot no (laughs) you guys reference star trek I looked at it and said, what is this Star Wars wannabe bullshit? Fuck this. I was working at GameStop slash Funko Land at the time, but we were trying to carry a lot of toys. I specifically remember watching these Babylon 5 toys sit there and collect dust. So I I can't really speak on it. I can only say I looked at it in my simpleton mind, in my narrow view. I said, no, that's not Star Wars, not for me. Okay, but th- but then again, back in those days, it now is different from then. Like now, now you put on the CW, a lot, which a lot... gave you even more reason to hate it. I know. I, I, well, no, I, no, I, no, I it, no, 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 no. I mean, let's be all real. Right. How how is this show gonna? If it's like what you've said, it is like all this cerebral, smart, detailed layers of storytelling. How are we gonna sandwich that on the C freaking W? Oh, we're I not. know, right? Bennett that's is that's, that's the thing I'm worried 6. about. i will say okay the storyline is there were five babylon stations and the first four were destroyed or sabotaged and babylon five was the last chance for for peace so i'll say this so john doesn't feel totally alone and attacked having been to and worked many conventions I will say the fans of Babylon 5 are very loyal and love the show. The people who like got it and really loved it. So I would, yes, I would imagine there's going to, the audience will have dozens and dozens in it. All right. Now let's move on. This is a lie. Let's move on to the, the, the really big story of the week. The one that everyone's been talking about on social media. It's, we got to talk about it. This is something we talk about all the time on this show about artists and creators not getting their just due, but, this is a little different because this, I don't know. So it's apparently, apparently this started out with the Ditko family and the, and Larry Lieber wanting to re- get back the copyrights for Spider-Man, Iron Man, I can forget some of the other characters, Doctor Strange and, and whatnot. And of course now Marvel has turned around and put out lawsuits to block them from this. So no. it's speaking it's become a big kerfuffle because obviously their copyrights are coming up this year or the end of this year, beginning next year. That's why the families are jumping on it. I think this whole thing is kind of ridiculous, but let's go around the room and get everyone's opinion. Don, we'll start with you. 
Where, where, where do you stand on this? I mean, I'm always going to stand with the families because it's not like if this happens, Disney won't still make a shit ton of money. They'll just have to pay some to the heirs of the property. But with that said, if I own Disney, you know, best lawyers usually going to win. I got more money than you. So I'm going to squish you like a bug. But I think that's why you're seeing the sub stacks. You're seeing writers now understand if I'm employed by you and I make a character that then 20 years from now, 30 years from now makes billions of dollars and my family or myself cannot benefit, then I'm just want to keep the property to myself. So mm -hmm. this is going to create change. It's just not change that the heirs of these properties are going to benefit from. So I think they're ultimately going to get squished and I don't think it's a hundred percent right, but it's going to be legal. It's too bad though. Yeah. I, I would hope that they would win something. I mean, like th this isn't the only front on which Mar Marvel slash Disney is fighting at this point, because, you know, Johansson and, and all the stars that are lining up behind her because they broke a contract and they just, they just, they just figured they'd steamroll over it, you know? So like this, I, I, I would rather, I, I would rather see people get paid for what they make. Otherwise, what are, what are people like, you know, like JD doing, right? If they, if, if they get licensed to make movies for their stuff and, and suddenly, you know, doesn't get paid for it. I mean, it's, it's not right. I've, I've talked to, I've talked to too many creators to not take their side because I mean, they, they go through all this pain and suffering trying to bring their stuff to life and then just to have a multi-billion dollar corporation grab it and decide hey, it's mine now uh, it doesn't make this it's not right okay jd since john mentioned you um <laughs> this this happens a lot all that's people are, are really jumping to conclusions about marvel and disney being no longer able to put out spider-man comics or make spider-man movies this doesn't happen that that's not going to happen like these notices of termination come up whenever copyrights come up and it's they're going to settle out of court because there is a claim to it the opposite lawyer mark tobaroff is a real habit of always getting himself involved in these lawsuits and he's real good at being a thorn in people's sides so he's going to stick around and they're just going to cut a bigger check which quite frankly they should cut a bigger check right ditko died I don't know about penniless, but he certainly didn't die a wealthy man for all that he contributed to the medium. And Don's right as far as like the Marvel has become this mid-ground, right? Like you start in the comic, the, the, the trajectory of a comic creator now is you start off doing indies, right? To build up your reputation. Then right. You get a job with like uh, big two, right? And then you build up your following and then you jump to an, an indie, a super indie. Right, which for a long time was Image Dark Horse, something like that. Now, like Don said, Substack's become big. I moved my webs, my newsletter over to Substack because it's free, right? Even to run a free email list, I have like I have 1,500 people on my web on my newsletter, and I can I'm either going to pay 50 bucks a month, or I can do it on Substack for free. So guess where I'm at now. Uh, like, uh we're gonna to have to talk after this because i didn't realize that oh yeah Substack's awesome and i haven't started i'm at i'm at point where i'm gonna do a paid newsletter because i that's not where i'm looking for but this is what this is creator rights in the 21st century because we've all we've seen the horror stories we know about bill finger being buried in a pauper's grave like it's not it's not ethical but it's contractually legal so what's going to happen is disney's going to have to pony up a little bit of cash you know, and they it's have, like the end of that movie, it. Amadeus. 
It's very similar. They just dump him into the mass grave. Yeah, that's pretty much what. It, that's pretty much what happened with Bill Finger, the guy who did most of the creation of Batman, while Bob Kane became incredibly wealthy. Like, if according you- to Bob Kane's grave, God gave him a vision. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is near literally actually on Bob Kane's yeah, grave. It is. Like, it's, it's, it's you will not find a more shameless self promoter than one Bob Kane. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but if no, anyone out there wants to hear a great Bob Kane story, just Google um, Jim Steranko slapping him in the face. Oh, Steranko. There's, there's a lot of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, man, this is. This is the this is the reality for these companies that play with these giant properties, right? They're gonna squash the vast majority of these lawsuits, but these people have a little bit of a claim. So you're gonna have to make them happy. And all it's gonna be is you're just gonna cut another check, right? Disney's Disney can afford it, they'll be fine. It's not gonna be a huge check, but it's gonna take care of the heirs. Do you think do you think they're gonna settle or do you think yeah, they like, also hundred percent? So I mean, well, that's always been in the past, but things, I mean, there seems to be this ball starting to roll. So maybe not now, but there's actual, but the problem is there's actual contracts. Like Marvel, Marvel did work for higher contracts. So I mean, like, no, well, they, 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 they printed it on the back of the checks that they were giving to people where they, if they didn't sign it, if they didn't say it, they couldn't get their money. But exactly. if they did sign it, it said, sorry, what you did for us was work for hire. It is, but they all knew. It wasn't like it wasn't like Siegel and Schuster, where those guys were hoodwinked, right? That's a different story. Hmm. These people all understood, this is what you did, this is how we got paid. The idea, po- comics publishing is the only form of publishing where the creator does not own the creation. That's it. Everywhere else, like Stephen King writes a book, he owns Salem's Lot. All those characters, they're his for the rest of time. And it's hmm. been like that forever until copyright until it comes into public domain right so now these come but now thanks to people at disney and marvel they're fighting to extend these these copyright claims so they can keep making money off these characters so you're going to have in order for them to do that people are going to have to get paid and that's all anyone cares about well speaking of people who don't get paid enough and will be put in a pauper's grave what do you think joey I think this is, the, this is the comic book news site equivalent of when your cable channels run the thing on the bottom of the screen that says, hey, if NBC doesn't negotiate with this man, you're going to lose all these channels you love. Uh-huh. And then nothing ever happens. That, that's what this is. I mean, obviously, you want to err on the side of creators' rights. Everyone, that's not an unpopular opinion. <laughs> it's the truth. These guys deserve money for the things they created and it gets into a weird web of like jd was saying with uh work for higher contracts or like john was saying with like you know it's clearly those contracts they fucked them over pardon my french but at the same time you also have weird eccentric people like ditko why why was ditko sitting in an apartment cutting his original art into um tiny pieces with an exacto knife because why was he selling because well, he hated why wasn't his he creation. That art if he hated it, why wasn't he going? To, why didn't someone of these heirs say, "Grandpa or Dad or Great Grandpa, you're an absolute living legend. Let's take you out to a couple comic book conventions and make some money." You know, like it, 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 it's a little weird. It's a little he, weird. So I, he's a weird guy. It's a weird, super story. weird. He is. He I know. Care. I have friends that would go to New York City and knock on his apartment door and just like talk to him for twenty minutes. You know, <laughs> or like mail him uh, Christmas cards and he'd email you back or he'd mail you back. Like he was a weird so, guy. Mm-hmm. But to, 
to be like, oh, well, my, you know, Steve Ditko sat in his apartment staring at the wall, muttering Stanley's name and cutting all his original art into tiny squares. But now his, you know, great grandnephew wants $60 million from Disney. It's a weird dichotomy. It's, it's strange. Yeah. I, I, I just think Disney's going to open the wallet and it's all going to go away. I agree. So, so I want to, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit here. First off, JD made an excellent point. This, this all was work for hire stuff you know unfortunately like i john and i can actually attest to this like we have to sign a contract when we start working at a company that any code that we write we don't own is owned by the company we work for like yeah. and i've written thousands of programs that i don't own and i can't take that code to another company and and use it so so that is a standard business practice unfortunately i also want to point out they're going like it's Marvel is owned by Disney. Copyright laws have been changed for decades because Disney wants to keep Mickey Mouse. Mouse period. Yeah. No Congress is going to vote against the mouse. They are the only company that has had that much power for as long as they have had. They're not losing this. Like as much as people want to say, "Oh, yay, creators." I'm sorry. History is not on their side. Yeah, um, they're the reason why copyright laws continue going continue getting publicity extended. to get them to cut the check <laughs> here's it's, it's what it all it's it's just like when guardians of the galaxy came out and all of a sudden you saw all these news stories about how bill mantelo and god bless him the poor guy is in a nursing home because he got hit by a car and he's like out of it and his care is astronomically priced and, and all of a sudden disney jumped in and started taking care of those bills for him. <laughs> right as they should you know, right. And but it's, it's all but. about generating their bad publicity to get them to give you what you want. Um, also, exactly. Also, Kirby tried and lost. Mm -hmm. So he tried to for Captain America. So, like, yeah, history is not on the side. But my my thing is, and I I'm definitely all for creator rights, but I kind of have issue. And JD, not JD, Joey, you alluded this like. This is family now. The, the, the people who actually yeah. created it are dead. And it's family like now, gimme, 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 I want money. And that's... And they have worked with with families already. I mean, Kirby's family's all set. They're taken care of. Like, yeah. Whatever was going on between them and Kirby's family was settled. And they don't talk about it. And all of a sudden, he's a Disney legend. They have a display thing at Disney World all about his art and blah, 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 blah. And no one's worried or complaining all of a sudden. So... <laughs> I don't know what they offered them that they're not offering the other families or what's going on, but there's all sorts of things behind the scenes we are, we're not privy to, and it's very easy to just go, "I hate big companies," blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, and that's we all do, but you know. yeah, well, well, that's the thing is like they're shitty for the most part. They are yeah. shitty. Yeah. They are shitty, and this is how you get them to pay attention to you as you sue them. Very few people, very few people file lawsuits with the intention of going to court. Right. Because that's expensive. Right. That's a drawn out process. You sue people so that you can settle, which is what makes the Scarlett Johansson thing so interesting because she allegedly wants to take it to court. It's yeah. rare that it gets that. The majority of lawsuits are settled and then people sign They're their NDAs. Yeah, they'll sign an NDA with a non-disparagement agreement. And then you're going to see a bunch of Steve Ditko stuff at Disney World that's going to praise him and talk about what a genius he is. And he's going to absolutely hate it from beyond the grave because that's not what he <laughs> wanted. But it's going to be uh -huh. this bitter twist that's, of irony. That That's that's my other issue. Like that Ditko doesn't want this, but right, he's going to get it. And the other thing is, let's be honest, like. Stanley had his issues, especially towards the end of his life. But at the same time, he was taken care of. 
So yeah. Larry Lieber now demanding stuff. It's like, wait a minute, like that you need to settle that with his daughter. That's not well. That's a different. That's different. Like every like that's everything with her and that's yeah. another can of worms altogether. Like that, I don't know about. But as far as like as far as this whole thing goes, Disney's going to cut a sweet check to everybody. Yeah, that's going to cost them, and it's just going to go much. away. And it'll go away. But this is what you do is you get the this isn't just a comic. This isn't bleeding cool writing article. This is the Hollywood reporter getting on this. Right. So it's actual news. But this happens a lot. This happens a lot. And the last thing I will point out is that the major difference here is this is coming up because the copyrights are expiring, mm-hmm. whereas the Scarlett Johansson, they actually did violate a contract. Yeah, it's totally different. She's, yeah. It's totally different. So. She's executive producing some other movie that Disney's making. No. So it's no, not no. like no, uh, no, not anymore. No, not anymore. They completely cut they completely cut ties with her. She got oh, the wow. X. Yeah. They're out of the, they're out of the Scarlet business. Well, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to get back. The lightsaber clean cut, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. This is uh, I'm curious. Let's keep an eye on this one, though, because we're never going to know, but they're going to announce that they settle. And then, like, like Joey said, a year from now, you're going to start seeing all kinds of man. Steve Ditko was brilliant. Like articles like that will show up. You're going to start seeing a lot of his art showing up in places. His Marvel (laughs) omnibus of speedball. um, He will become he will become Marvel's ghost of Christmas past. And and it's going to be like (laughs) and, and and. and and these guys loved Stan and but wait what? <laughs> anyway. No, I don't think they'll say that because I don't think it's said about Jack. They won't play. They you know they won't like play that fast with history. But like his family will get money, which is what they care about, and it's it's whatever. Like I don't know. It just has a different feel with Ditko than it did with Bill Finger. A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent that he deserved that fucking credit and like he he needed that that credit was important. Whereas this is like you know that Ditko didn't want this, but his heirs want that money so i don't know it's, it's such a weird way that you don't know how to feel on this thing right he was in the chris claremont documentary a lot that i watched he's actually responsible for gene gray being killed although chris claremont wrote it chris chris claremont originally wrote the idea because he was beefing with didco and they they were kind of at an impasse so he's just like fuck it we'll kill her we're, we're gonna tell him I we're think, gonna kill her and he's like it, yeah kill her <laughs> i think you're thinking of jim shooter there because Ditko, when he was out of work, you're right. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. You got it. I'm sorry. All right. That's okay. Yeah, Ditko was that still, out, Dave. Um, working <laughs> No. <laughs> they would have uh, the evidence Ditko, that I'm an like, idiot. And stuff, but. Hey, John, do you know who Ditko also created? One of your favorites, Squirrel Girl. <gasps> yep. He is now my guy. the artist on the uh, first appearance and, of Squirrel Girl in Marvel and, Comics Presents. And Doctor Strange. That's why Doctor yeah. Strange is on up on the table. All right. All right. Moving on. What does Chris Pratt. Anna Taylor Joy, Charlie Day, Keegan Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Michael <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson. What do all these people have in common? They're going to be in a they're movie that me. you're going to. I, I got it first. I got it first. They're going to make. They're all going to make a movie that you're going to say we have to review for the podcast, and I'm going to be conveniently absent that week. <laughs> no, we are not going to review this for the podcast, but. Uh, since we're going to be talking about reboots, <laughs> they're making another Super Mario Brothers movie. Thank God this one's going to be animated. I interrupted Don. Don, you got a you got a, a line uh, to please. Well, my my answer was they're about to make a fuckload of money. I, I know I I can sense your guys is like ha Mario. Ha. My kids are going to fucking love this movie. Yeah, they got wrong. And ever since the original live action Super Mario Brothers movie, Nintendo 
does not make any this doesn't let anyone make any movies whatsoever without them expressly being involved and approved of what's going on so <laughs> well there's a reason for that yes <laughs> a very big reason uh, i don't know how we're going to get chris pratt into it's a me mario black is bowser sounds fun that that's um, the important question is that cultural appropriation if I'm chris Italian. pratt does a fake italian accent joey you're italian I mean, right <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a greasy I am, wop. I, I am too, so I'll go. Oh, okay. No, okay. definitely not. No. <laughs> it's not offensive at all to you no. guys? Oh. Okay, good. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. We're Italians. We don't get offended. Like, nah. it's far too busy. Why can't they get an actual monkey to play Donkey Kong? <laughs> well, they Monkeys did get are... Seth Rogen. He's too close. <laughs> Monkeys are notoriously temperamental on the set, especially when vo- when doing voiceovers. They're just, they're just un- not cooperative. <laughs> this movie's going to suck. <laughs> gonna be terrible all right so so i'll start with don don you you are the one with the with the well also jd you young kids are you going to see this movie oh i'm sure i mean you know if i would have if you would have asked me are you see frozen frozen 2 i'd be like no (laughs) guess what i've seen hundreds of times so (laughs) you know <laughs> oh, Dom, would you like to see Moana? No, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to end up seeing this movie because my kids love Nintendo. They love Mario. I laugh when people say, "Who wins the console wars?" Well, guess what? It's Nintendo. Every everyone, every Nintendo makes money the quickest. Nintendo's games don't lose value. Nintendo wins the console war every year. Sorry to tell you that, but nonetheless, they make quality stuff. The kids love it. This is going to make a fuckload of money. How about you, JD? I would have said this is stupid until Sonic. Sonic, you said Sonic was good, and uh-huh. like Don was saying, because of the child, we sat and watched Sonic, and I was shockingly entertained by Sonic. I did not; it had no right to be as good as it was. That being said, I just I don't have the faith in this movie. I don't know if it's the casting announcement or what. I just I, I, I want to see a trailer. Maybe I'm letting my Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo memories (laughs) twist my opinions of this subject. I mean, I'm a big Dennis Hopper fan, and in my mind, he was not King Koopa. Like, you know, it was, I don't know. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with Chris Pratt as Mario, but yeah. Uh, uh, Joey, I know you'll be there day one, right? Um, Well, uh, I'm going to see it probably week two it, it's supposed to come out the same day as avatar 2 so oh okay okay planning 2022 out that far in my head for so wizard uh we probably do the week after i don't have the show planned out that far only through february um i don't know we don't know what we're doing next week that's a no. <laughs> yeah so my faith in this comes from the fact that nintendo is psychotic about adaptations of their of their characters at this point that original live action mario movie cut them deep it cut them deep man <laughs> that's so cut us deep, deep too <laughs> they, uh, well yeah i mean it's a bad movie but just the way they were treated by the studio during the making of it and everything they fly out said we will never do this again they were supposed to be working with netflix on a legend of zelda series and they flat out walked away because there were leaks about it to the press <laughs> Yeah, they left all the money on the table and said, no, thanks. We're out and, and walked away because someone leaked about it to the press. So like they're nuts. So I have to believe if Miyamoto's involved, Nintendo's involved to that point that this is not going to be terrible. I think the casting announcement is a misstep. We weren't going to have Charles Martin at Martin Manet or whatever his name is voiced 90,000 characters in a movie. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so people need to let go of that. But 
I, I don't know. Anya Taylor-Joy, star of Playmobil, the movie. Um, my 2020 Woman Crush of the Year on Frozen Podcast, so I'm not complaining about her. Most of the cast is fine. I just, I'm having trouble, like you guys are, trying to figure out how Chris Pratt plays Mario. And it's not a thing of, against Chris Pratt, because I like him as Star-Lord and everything else he's in. I don't have a problem with him like some people do. It's just trying to figure out how his voice, which I think of as Star-Lord or Emmett, uh-huh. and I go movie fits into mario's mouth and i can't get there i can't get there in my head and like you guys like you said um i need to see a trailer i need to see a trailer not i'm not concerned about the animation the story or anything else i'm worried about those voice actors and how it's going to translate in my head after what is it like 20 30 35 years of mario that we we think he sounds a certain way so I got to get there, but I'm not concerned about the movie in terms of quality at all. Well, how about Keegan Michael Key is is tough? I mean, I watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, so <laughs> I did too. I watched that too. Yeah, I'm expecting Toad to sound like a guy from Brooklyn and squeak all the time. So. Are you telling me there's not a Guido out there that could have been Mario? Like, the more I think about the Chris Pratt <laughs> thing, the more frustrated I get. That's you what tell I'm me saying. Not, I'm, I'm trying not, to figure out how his voice gets there. I yeah, can't there, get there in my head. There's not, there's not one guy, not one Italian-American that could have done this role. Now I'm offended. You, I've gone full <laughs> so I've gone 180 right. degrees on this. <laughs> right. How about you, John? You're, you're going to be there day one. First off, I can't picture Chris Pratt saying, it's a Mario. <laughs> Andy Serkis should have played Donkey Kong using motion capture. And uh, yeah, I, I just, <sighs> we've been burned so many times. <laughs> that I'll wait and I'll wait for it. Uh, I, I'll, I'll watch it just, just because, you know, it's either going to be good enough where you can say, hey, you know, this is worth my time. Or it's going to be so bad that you can, you know, a 20 years later, you can say, I was there when the riots started. <laughs> well, that, that, I don't know. As, as I kept saying for a long time, the last movie I had seen in the theater was Sonic. And at least it was a half decent movie. But Wait, that was the last theater movie you saw in the theater still or no? No, 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 no. I've seen oh, Black geez. Widow and, and Shang-Chi since then. But so I don't want anything else to happen and me to sit there and go, the last movie I saw was Mario. Wait, wait, the, wait, wait until they they show a show off what Mario is going to look like, and there's an uproar, and they have to fix his mustache. There will be an uproar, no matter what he looks like. Someone is going to be angry about something. Yes, right, because it is such an iconic look to Mario that yeah. if they mess it up in the slightest, I would say there'd be blood in the streets, but nerds aren't that violent, so they'll be just you know. <laughs> There'll, there'll be mad, there'll be blood yes, in the subreddits. Uh, yeah. There'll be a bunch of mad tweets. That's what they'll be. Yeah. All right. Well, they're gonna, they're gonna make Mario look too human-like, <laughs> even though he's human. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's take our last commercial break, and we're gonna let's come back. Go. And, and we're gonna come back and get even more angry about reboots. <laughs> we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, boys and girls, we live in a world where Hollywood is run out of ideas. So they just keep rebooting, remaking, and recycling everything over and over and over again. They haven't run out. They're too chicken shit to do anything different. There's a there's a difference. So we decided this week, let's let's real quick, you know, let's have a conversation about are there any reboots or remakes that were better than the original? 
what was the worst remake we've ever seen? And is there anything that you feel is worth doing a remake? Now, originally we said movies. I did open this up to movie and TV because when I kept thinking about it, there's really only kind of one reboot thing that I liked better than the original, and that's a TV thing, and we'll get to that. So <laughs> I also want to point something out, and if, if anyone picked this as their their one of their choices, I'll, I apologize. I think it's gotten so bad that we now have one of the greatest directors of all time remaking a movie from the 60s. What are we talking West, about? West Side Story. Oh, 50s. 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 Yeah. With- As an aside, when that trailer played in front of Shang-Chi, uh-huh. I was like, what is this? What is this? And then when they showed who it was, I was so mad because I was like, how do you not have people walking and snapping in the trailer? Like, how do you not have that? That's like the iconic thing that everyone remembers from West Side Story. I couldn't even tell you what the damn storyline is, but I know that these two guys, these two groups of guys, like the most unthreatening street gangs you've ever seen are just walk towards each other, snapping their fingers. So oh, I look, could tell They you. look like two drama, two, two drama clubs going at I can, right. <laughs> I can tell you what the storyline of West Side Story is because it is, in fact, a reboot. Romeo, yeah, so I was going to enjoy it. I was going to say, I was going to say, so I find it interesting is that we're doing that Steven Spielberg is doing a remake of a movie that is a reboot of a classic play from uh, Shakespeare. That so. itself was that itself was a reboot of an ancient Roman story. Nice. Oh, we're really going to pull out the nerd cred here, aren't you, J.D.? I'm a book dork, so, you know. All right. Well, book dork, you can go first. <laughs> oh, OK. Fair, because I got some book stuff on this list. So are we, what, how do you want to start this? Because you gave us three questions. Do we want to just all address uh, the one, all address the other, yes. and all address the okay, other? Yes. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to all start with the first question. So is there any remake or reboot that you think is better or is at least as good as the original? We got into this conversation talking about The Thing last week. So yes. I love that movie. So I decided to not talk about it because we've already we've already trudged that ground. So I thought this was actually took some time to think of what is a movie that I thought was better than the original. It, it I had to do some digging. And then I when I came upon it, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no doubt. This is way better. And uh, I'm going to say that 2017's It Chapter One was far superior to the TV movie of 1990. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Huh. That, that, that's fair. All right. How about let's go to Joey next. All right. Well, I had the thing, obviously, in parentheses, duh, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's just like the one you have to take off the table. Exactly. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing is in my top 10 movies of all time. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. And most people don't even realize it's a remake at this point. So I'm not worried about it. If you're listening to this topic, the first thing you're going to think of is The Thing. It's the best movie, one of the best movies ever made. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I am going to pick, I don't even remember what year it came out. I want to say 86, maybe 85, but it was uh, Little Shop of Horrors starring Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. Ah, Good call. It's on my Good list. Call. Black and white movie. <laughs> um, and we actually did this on our Patreon because Aubrey had never seen it before. You know, that's shocking. But it was, it, it's amazing. I hadn't watched it in years and I just, I love it between the, the puppetry that they use for the Audrey plant throughout the whole thing to all the songs are hilarious and the acting. It's everything's great about it. Just make sure you don't watch the depressing director's cut. And Oh yeah. I, changed, I, I wasn't prepared the for that. They changed the ending because of uh, that. The audience I'm prepared test. for that. 
that was no yeah, no and, wait and normally when you hear something like that you're like when you hear something like you're like oh the audience said they didn't like that and they changed it you're like oh man screw the audience gotta stick to the artistic vision but then when you watch the director's ending you're like holy shit this took a dark turn <laughs> so i know aubrey normally av- avoids horror movies was she scared of the talking plant or the dentist Probably the dentist more, but you know she's she's good with certain stuff. You know, I always have to watch it first. You know, classically, we we reviewed Color Out of Space, which is another good remake on our show about a year ago during the pandemic because we couldn't go to the movies. And I was watching it. I always try to watch them first. And in our chat, I'm like, slowly, you can see my my response is going, okay, this might not be for you. Maybe not this one. No, and it's just like, don't watch this. Don't watch this. <laughs> Huge flashing letters. If you haven't started this movie yet, please don't watch this. <laughs> so, we try to protect her as much as possible. But yeah, she was fine with it. She liked it. Good movie. Great movie. Little Shop of Horrors. Best read. Uh, all right. of the thing. So, so since John might have the same answer as you, we'll move on to Don real quick. <laughs> I, have a, I, I have a list of for all He's got a list. Oh my god! Of course he does. It's John. Of course he does. Yes. We don't. And you're the one that complains when the show goes too long. So I was just thinking that. As long as the content supports it, it's okay. <laughs> so Don. Yeah, I've got. I've got a. Oh, excuse me. I've got a layup here, and that's going to be um, Batman Begins. I. That's on my loved, list too. <laughs> loved that. Obviously, The Dark Knight is even better than that. And after that, I stopped paying attention. But that that would easily be <laughs> what third movie? my favorite reboot. It's a good that's, call. That's a good yeah. call. Yeah. 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 And it works for a comic book podcast. All right, John, you can't use uh, Batman Begins. And obviously, you can't use Little Shop of Horrors. So out of what's left on your list, what's your favorite <laughs> remake reboot? All right. I, I, no, I've still got a few, less, uh, few left on my list. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So <laughs> one and, will suffice. And, all right. Well, so, and some of them are, are TV. I'll just I'll just tell you, like, I the Parent Trap, the Mummy, the Fly. Oh, the Fly is a good one. Nice yeah. call. The Fly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation, yeah. and Doctor Who: The Series One. Yeah. When Russell T. That's why. I, that's why I brought it back. He's coming back. I know. Because yeah, he's coming back again. Yeah. Because no, I, my. Okay. Oh, good. No, no, I'm just, that, 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 yeah, that's it. I mean, like, the Parent Trap was a remake of the 1950s or 60s one. And that Wait, was you, think the the, you think the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap is better? I, yes. With, really? <laughs> with Natasha Richardson and Dennis Quaid. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot more fun. Hey. You know, they're both good. That's, I'll that's take, the thing. I, like, that's one, that's a, <clears throat> one of the few where they remade it, but they're both good. I'll know? take your word for it because I haven't seen either of those films in decades. So I believe yeah. you. But the mummy, the mummy with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss, and, but not the one with Tom Cruise. No, no, God, that doesn't exist. <laughs> no, no. What was Dark? Hey man, universe the Dark Trap? Universe will come back. I swear. They're gonna yeah. keep trying, man. They're so, gonna keep trying. Yeah. But the fly, of course, the fly. That's a classic. So, one. so, so, yeah. It's, that's why I put TV on because my choice. John already said it is Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I know I might get flack from the Trekkies out there. No, no. No, it's, it's two things. I, I mean, the thing, the thing I love is the whole story behind it. Like a lot of people don't realize that the obviously Star Wars came out. Everyone got interested again, blah, blah, blah. They decided to try to reboot Star Trek. And originally it was going to be a TV show. And everyone hates Star Trek the motion picture. Well, you need to realize that was a pilot episode. <laughs> That was, it was going to be called Star Trek Phase 2, for those who, who don't know. And yes, the, 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 
the script for the pilot is what ended up being Star Trek The Motion Picture. But what's interesting is then when, you know, the move, four, five movies later, they decided to reboot the show. They came up with The Next Generation. A lot of the story ideas from the first season were all story ideas that were supposed to be in Phase 2, Star Trek Phase 2. So I think that's that's interesting. And you can see it, like, if you're a fan of the original series and you watch it and then watch the ne- first season of The Next Generation, you can see where it's like, oh, okay, Riker's Kirk, Data Spock. Like, okay, this makes sense. Like, so, yeah. That, but sure won awards, though. I mean... Oh, and and some of the best, some of the best episodes. I think one of the things I like about the Next Generation versus the original series is that in the original series, it suffered from TV not being episodic in the sixties or not not having overarching things like stuff that happened in this episode doesn't affect you five episodes later. Where in the Next Generation, that happened all the time. You know, like when when Picard got uh, captured by the Borg. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> And then they they rescued him. Like he had ramifications from that all throughout the rest of the show. So you know, it won Peabody Awards, Hugo Awards, a bunch of Emmys. So yeah, it like yeah, I know Joey hates Star Trek. Oh, more than anything. <laughs> anything? Uh, oh, the most vigorous debate I ever gotten to is when I declared that Chewbacca would destroy Worf, and that just triggered everybody destroys Worf. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my point but they they i don't know they were throwing all sorts of gobbledygook star trek mumbo jumbo to say no wharf would blah, blah, blah. i'm like okay whatever it's a Wookiee. Mm, yeah Wookie that's would, my like, point destroy that's, a, a exactly no guns i'll he can even have his stupid bat lift thing that makes no sense as a weapon chewie's yeah. still gonna get a hold of him and rip his damn arms he's, off he's too strong him. and besides like if if you know how long and, and way more experience claws are i mean <laughs> Wookiees use claws to tr- climb up the trees, up, up, you know, up and down mile tall trees. Like it's a slot that'll whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, <laughs> Don, since you have lots to say about Wookiees versus Klingons, we'll start with you for the next question. What is the worst remake reboot you think, in your opinion, that you've ever seen? Uh oh, did we lose Don again? Uh-oh. Yes. Oh. No. Oh. Wait, Don. Wait. Don? Skip Don. Come back. He'll come back. All right. Well, Don will come back. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. There Don? he is. Uh, now we can't hear him. You're, you're talking, lad, but you're on. Did I invade the question? Did I invade? No. Oh. Nope, no, no, you didn't. No Sorry, you still have to talk about Star Trek. No, okay. Yeah, I got it. Anyway, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm sorry. You were throwing it over to me? Yes. And this is what's the worst reboot I've ever seen? Yes, yes. Okay. That God damn godzilla with matthew broderick <laughs> oh good one amen brother i was in high school at the time in football so i was a testosterone filled athletic machine and i wanted to rip the goddamn chair out of the floor because i didn't get to see so much as a goddamn radiation breath and then i saw they were gonna make babies they said, no, kill that shit with fire because i don't want to see this ever again thankfully oh. i guess and they did just that i guess they had one godzilla kill that godzilla um, yeah the exactly studios bought the rights to that to that thing <laughs> called it zilla and then killed it in, fi- in godzilla final wars the, the, like, the best political like move within like 30 movie. seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually fell asleep in that movie, Don. I was not as angry as you were. I was just bored. Yes, me too. So I was like, this fucking thing better shoot some something. And it just nothing. <laughs> no. And then it died on a bridge. 
And we're left with Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria. Isn't that what you go to a Godzilla movie for? <laughs> big, big stupid chin. Good call. All right, let's move on to Joey. All right. All right, so originally, right off the bat, like right off the bat, my first thought was uh, Spike Lee's remake of Old Boy, mm. which if you mm. haven't seen Old Boy, is a fantastic Korean movie, um, part of a trilogy of films about revenge and vengeance that the director made. Oh, my God. Mwah, perfect. Avoid spoilers at all costs and watch it if you can and you don't mind like ultra violence and stuff. But I didn't pick that one because even though it's terrible and not a very good remake, it does have a topless Elizabeth Olsen in it. So that does push it out of the worst of all time spot for me. And so I have to pick a remake of my, again, another of my top 10 movies of all time. It would be the remake of Red Dawn starring Chris Helmsworth. Yep. What a terrible movie that they... Originally, the movie was the United States being invaded by China, and then because they wanted to release it in China, in China. they went mm-hmm. and edited it to be North Korea digitally, and it's it's terrible. And I was just thinking of Patrick Swayze while I was in the theater and being like, let it, let this just let this turn to something else, man. Let let the anger turn to something else because <laughs> it was bad. It's 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 uh, an an affront to one of my favorite movies of all time. So, uh, yeah, Red Dawn remake is my pick. Okay. John, do you have one or 20? <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got ten. <laughs> Has anyone said any of your picks yet? No, I don't think Okay, so. here we go. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you probably have uh, JDs on there. Let's see. <laughs> well, Ghostbusters, the female cast one, that's got to be an obvious one, right? Oof, that's a bad movie. Yeah. Charlie's Angels, the 2011 version, not the not the one with the you know the one that they had three movies with and I forget their names. Lucy Luke, all them. RoboCop. Mm, that sucked ass. Yeah, it did so bad that people forgot it even existed. Uh, Total Recall too. That, uh, that also sucked ass. Yeah. Yes. The Day the Earth Stood Still with with John Wick. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> the Lion King with a live action one because you you know. It, it, it's really hard to get emotion from animals where they're not, you know, manipulating their faces so they show emotion. Um, they're not emoting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the haunting. I like the haunting. You didn't like the haunting. That, that compared to the the the, old, the original is a classic. Fair. It is. Um, and and it left you guessing at the end whether or not the woman was crazy or if it was yeah, or if there really true. were ghosts. That's true. This one was just a ghost. You know, let's scare people, jump scares, and n- knock what's his name's head off at the end. How the Grinch stole, stole Christmas. Wait, yeah, wait. wait, which one? The, the Carrie. Yeah. The Carrie. Yeah, that, okay. that's a, that is also ass. Yes. Yeah. And 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 for the ears, not the eyes. Les Miserables, twenty twelve. Okay. You don't like you. You don't like you, Jackman singing. No, no, no. Nobody needed that. <laughs> there was so much auto tuning in that it was. It was just, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. All right, JD. Did he steal any of yours? No, no. Oh, well, those are good lists though, from John. I'll give that. Um, I love horror movies, right? And part of what makes horror movies cool is the fact the best ones are low budget, and the people making them have to be creative to overcome the lack of a budget. Right. They have to come up with they have to use their imagination to entice your imagination to scare you. So anytime 
a studio comes around and says, we're going to remake this horror movie and they throw a bunch of money at it. It never works hmm. ever. So there's a collection of movies I can choose that are not nearly as good as the original. Even evil dead is not a good movie, but it's fun. And the remake of it is not fun. That's not my choice, but it's in that same spirit. I'm going to say the 2010 remake of a nightmare on Elm street. Oh. Yes. Yes. Was that the one where, like there, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie existed in. No, 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 that's, no, no, no. no, that's a that's new, nightmare. new nightmare, and, and that's, that's a yes, that is a good movie. That okay. is a great movie. It yes. was the best way to cap off that series. Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, that is a really, really good. That's that's actually Wes Craven's proto Scream because a lot of the same concepts that he played with in Scream can't like he started messing with in, in a new nightmare. That's a good yes. movie. No, this nice. is the one where Jackie Earl Haley, him of both the Watchmen film and oh, what was that movie? The Bad News Bears, replacement for Robert England as Freddy Krueger. And you lose all the charisma, you lose all the quirkiness that was Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Yes, it got over the top at the end, but he was still menacing and horrifying, creating a cultural icon as a villain. Jackie Haley brings, who's a good actor, brings none of that. The film, it's it just doesn't work, right? And it's it's a bigger movie. It should be a better movie. But what it lacks is Wes Craven's creativity, right? It lacks... The, his ability to find actors because again, young Johnny Depp's in that movie. Heather Langenkamp's really good in that movie, right? It's creative. This was just schlocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you could like, so you could attach that to the Texas Chainsaw remake. You could say that about the the Friday the Thirteenth remake where they tried to have it be his mom, and Sue's like, no, he's got to have a hockey mask because they don't get it, right? But at no point is it more on display than in the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. I hate Inter- that movie. It's interesting because John said my pick. Again. <laughs> Again. And right. you mentioned my 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 runner up. Oh. Would would you would you like to take them? <laughs> I'd like well, to know what what your what the picks were. Yeah. Okay, so 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 my first, my 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 pick was the twenty seventeen Ghostbusters because it, it just like you're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, it missed the point of the original movie. It was mm-hmm. like and again, how you can get four of the funniest women in movies, put them on screen, and they're not so, funny. And it's just yeah. like, ha, ha, who wrote this? Like, you're just trying to cash in on a name. You're missing the point of why this movie was popular, why this franchise was popular to begin with. And, and the same thing with Evil Dead. Like, you missed the point. Like, it's a bad movie on purpose to push it to the point to be a comedy yeah, so when you try to make a serious horror movie out, it's like, yeah, nah, that that, that doesn't work for me. So. Yeah, no, that's like so. Those are movies. That's the thing is like these movies get remade sometimes, and they forget the the studios behind them forget why they were popular in the first place. Right, right. Yeah. Like cult. Why movies people like them should stay in the cult. Right? Yeah, and, and it's a good thing that like for Ghostbusters that you know Jason Reitman is coming back to you know basically bring it. It's called Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. They're bringing the 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 franchise back to life after what happened with the the last one. The trailer shows that with that with the 2016 Ghostbusters really liked was heart. Yeah, right. Like the first go, like having watched this movie, like Don's talking about with Moana and whatnot. And I weird what I love Ghostbusters, but man, let me tell you how many times I've seen it in the last month. Sweet Jesus, um, <laughs> there's so much heart in this movie, and it's not. I don't even think it's intentional, but it's just there. 
mm-hmm. right? And they focus on some of like there's some raunchy scenes in Ghostbusters, but it's not what you come out remembering, right? You come right. out remembering the fantastic, right? And yeah. I think that that is a movie that didn't focus enough on the heart. Like that movie, t- the Ghostbusters movie that makes adults think like little kids again, right? Yeah. And they missed that. So yeah, that movie's also sucks ass. <laughs> All right, now the the big question that everyone out there is pondering. And John, I'm sorry you're going last because I'm sure you have a list again. No, I've only got one. I've only got one. Really? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. What is a, what's a classic or what's a movie that you enjoy or maybe you thought was horrible and could get, do well with a reboot or a remake? So, so, so you only have one, John? You promise? Well, yeah, but I'll go last. I want to oh. everybody else's first. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, Joey, you can go first this time. Okay. Well, my original thought was uh, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, but just actually make a good movie. Um, keep the Baroness and get rid of everything else. But no, that, that's not. That's not. Okay. I, I actually went downstairs and I went through my entire DVD collection and I walked the shelves and said, what would be great to see again that we haven't seen in a while? And I kept coming back to the same thing. And it was uh, Jason Statham movie duology which is crank. I love those movies. They're hilarious. They're irreverent. They're inappropriate and they're really fun. And I'd love to see what they could do with a different scenario with a different actor. I I don't want to be that, that guy, but maybe a female um, protagonist, like just something crazy. Those movies were wild. And I'd love for them to just grab some young, hungry indie directors and, maybe some wild uh, casting ideas and, and just say, here's three, $5 million, just go absolutely nuts. Do you have a, besides switching the, the lead to a female, do you have an idea for a, something that would hook in modern audiences? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want more of that, that type of feel, the ultra violence, the insanity and the inappropriateness of it all, it, you know, you got to keep it cheap and you got to make it lean mean and angry and i think it would be fun just would you would need a really good cast and crew i thought you were going to pick iron eagle no i mean we've already had what six iron eagle movies (laughs) i would love actually an iron eagle uh, remake to fight against the top gun sequel iron eagle is clearly the superior 80s clearly uh, so i'd like to see um, iron eagle versus hot shots but yeah, sure, uh, but you know, let's 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 get it back. Bring it back. Who's gonna play Chappie Sinclair? What do you think? Is uh, Denzel around? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Don, since you you piped in, piped what is in. You, okay? What is your pick? <laughs> All right. Well, on my list of uh, they're remaking everything, so why the fuck not? On top of that list would be Highlander. However, ooh, however. Nice. Good one. That looks Damn. like it's being made, and it looks like Henry Cavill's going to be in it. And I'm too stupid for The Witcher, but I will tell you, great fucking sword handling by uh, Henry Cavill. So excited about that. So that's not my because it's happened. I will now mm. answer you in song form. Oh, no. If it works. Yeah, it will. Hell yes! Yeah. Wait, did you see the last dragon? Yes, he did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You control the power of the glow. I met the guy who plays Shona at one of the one of the one of the conventions at the Finger Lake one. Shogun of Harlem. 
One of oh. the most famous villains. Unfortunately, the actor Julius Carey did pass away in 2008. Rest in mm -hmm. peace. However, everybody knows who the baddest is. That's show enough. Show enough. Show got Bruce Leroy with the glow. <laughs> what a Come what on. a great movie. That is something that like if you show people it and they're not on board, they're just like, what is this? I but I love it. That is a great call, Don. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have to be, they don't have to take it serious because the original doesn't take it so no, serious. It's ridiculous. It, it was schlocky even in the 80s, and it's an 80s movie. Yes. <laughs> you know? I, but it was good. It. it was really good. It is really good. Unpopular opinion, but oh my God. I 100% disagree. I don't I actually I, I agree with you guys. I, I love that movie. I got it on Blu-ray for Christmas for my wife. Like I watched it with my kids. It used to be on. I grew up in this area. I don't know if you guys got Channel 11 and Channel 9 out of New York where you guys are from. I did. But that movie was on Sunday afternoons, like all the time. Like I love that movie; it's fantastic. I just feel it was so lightning in a bottle that you just can't remake it and have it do anything good. <laughs> I'm I would be so scared if they were remaking that movie. I, I'm assuming I'm assuming that we're saying these should be remade with the caveat that it would be with an incredible writer. Well, yeah, yeah, no studio interference and nobody's saying they should remake us. They should remake this like shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just scary. that's just so scary to think like oh this is this movie that you love that was just such a a lightning strike that like, right that could never be made today <laughs> i swear i think this is the basis for dragon ball z with the whole glowing stuff i've always thought of that i've always you given could do a real-time sequel william h macy coming back and, and <laughs> if we can get a cobra kai tv show we can get a last dragon real-time sequel tv show all right so i guess now we can move on since john wants to go last I'll we'll go move last. on to jd you better hurry uh, up i've got three now I'm <laughs> uh, Lord. i am going to joy was talking earlier about the the genius work of john carpenter and i always get scared when people talk about remaking his movies like I'm not big trouble in little China is not what I'm suggesting, but that one always Ooh. gets thrown up for remake. And I'm always like, I get like, well, Joey said, like, Oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's... There, there is a Carpenter movie that I think is brilliant that I think has more social resonance now than it did in 1987 when it came out. But some of the special effects have not aged well. And based on that, I think this movie in a very similar vein could be remade today for a modern audience with specifically with better special effects just so it gets people thinking a little bit more and i'm going to say they live oh mm. yeah what it is does, that? It does i'm here in. to chew bubble gum or kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of <laughs> bubble, out gum. Of bubble gum yes. Wait, I, th I think we talked about this before and we you can really we've mentioned it i probably that sounds like something i would have said because i did say it yeah. um but it yeah, resonates I, a lot more because of, I think it, yeah. because of like the anti-consumer like when it came on the eighties, consumerism was at an all time high. So the movie is a little subversive. Now I think that there is a, there is an anti-consumerism slant. That's a little bit more in the mainstream. That's a little bit more in the zeitgeist. So I think that if you presented in a movie like that today, I think it would be more accepted. And I think you could do cooler stuff with the villains because Quite frankly, what we've seen in reality kind of kind of eclipses what the bad guys in They Live actually did. Yeah, we're so, more of an oligarchy now than ever. Yes, I mean. yes. So I think that a movie like They Live could have more resonance if you kept the same, you know, guttural indie pirate, you know, John Carpenter tone to it. You know, and it would take a it would take a a, 
a very talented director to do it. And I'm, I can't, I don't can't think of who that'd be off the top of my head, but I would, I would like to see it. Okay. John. You guys, you guys did way better than I did. <laughs> All right. Like I've got three, but one of them is a TV series. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if they're not bringing it. back Airwolf, John, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> they just need to find an actor with, with at, at least three different ways of grimacing. That's all. That's right. Ernest Borgnine ain't walking through that door, fans. I know. The greatest American hero. I would like They've to been see been to remake that for years. And I know. Yeah. And they tried. Happens. They had the greatest American heroine that they tried to hand the torch off and it didn't take off. No. But what, what was that, JD? No, I was saying that they try and it's. I like the idea. I love that show. I know. Yeah. It, 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 and the heart, it, it's one of those things where you said, like it had so much heart. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, I just, I think they, they, if they remade that or rebooted it, they could do an amazing job. They're going to have to find some damn good actors though, because you know, the guys in there, the one who played Maxwell was just, you know, that guy was an award-winning actor anyway. But between, beyond that, like I'd say Dungeons and Dragons and Crawl. Crawl was good. I'd like to see a Crawl remake. Yeah. There's a lot that they could do with that as long as it had a budget. It had no budget back then. None whatsoever. And now, when you say a Dungeons and Dragons remake, are you talking like the cartoon Dungeons and Dragons? Are you talking the bad movie that came out that we talked on the show that I didn't even know was a thing a few years ago? Like when you say a Dungeons and Dragons, there have been yeah. two or three. There's another there. I think they're already coming. They're, they're already remaking Dungeons and Dragons. So I don't know. They are. They are. Yeah. So what so, would you? how would you want to see that happen? Like what would you... What would you want to see with that? Yeah, a good one finally. But that's a like, cheap answer. No, I'm serious. What I, would you want to see with that? <laughs> you know, the, I got I an answer if you don't. Oh no, no. Well, I'll answer and you should answer. Like, because because I, you know, for for me, the problem has been that they they treated it like a joke. You know, and Dungeons and Dragons. Like, there's a. I come from anime. There is a an anime called Goblin Goblin Slayer, and basically the whole premise of it is this guy who goes out and only only goes after goblins he'll he'll take jobs to clear clear out goblin mounds and all of these young adventurers go out and say oh goblins are nothing and when you see what goblins can what a few goblins can do when they're smart and like they're just murdering people left and right and taking out towns like Dungeons and dragons with the with the the compendium of monsters that that the thing has and you know, and the and the all the all the history and mythology that they've got with you know all the settings, all the different worlds. There's so much that could be done with it. It's got at least as much much mythology as Star Wars or Star Trek, or or both of them combined. You know, so they they could tell not, some not really serious. Not but there are two sequels to that Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's another one of those things where yeah, the first one was bad enough. And nobody remembers the other two, but like they could, they could do so much with it. Like, yeah. Well, but it's, it, that's the thing. It's, it's open. They could do anything with it. So. Right. But they need to, they need to, they they could bring in some, some of the people we know, like Dritz Jordan. That's what I was about to say. I want a, 
R.A. Salvatore, Forgotten Realms, Icewind Dale trilogy, especially since they just fucked over the Dark Alliance game that has those characters in it, which is completely unplayable from what I understand. Ugh. So that's where I'm going with it. Why are we not having Drist movies? Bring- especially since yeah. we're in the We2 movement, like just think if we introduced Menzo Baranzan and the Drows, and for those of you who don't know, Drow society, the women are the stronger ones. The women just whip the men around and make them their slaves. And, and they, they serve such a, a, a god stuff. queen spider. I mean, Loth, yes, Loth. Yeah. yeah, so... My headphones are broken for a second. You guys were speaking a different language. I just, yes, I got, <laughs> I got none of the last five minutes of this conversation. Um, but, it, but yeah, and they've got there's there's like all these personages all over Faerun and you know all these other you know, Arrakis. It was it not Arrakis. I forget. There's there's a there's a sand planet. There's there's that's yeah, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, but there's also a sand planet in this with like we're, we're, strength. we're getting there's a reboot. The Tarrasque. There's yes. you you want I do. There's the Tarrasque. I mean, there's like so many different things I could do with this. I and yes, the cartoon would be a good place to start as well. I like the you cartoon. Know? I liked it when we were kids. Yeah. So, Dave, yeah. as long as we get Sting in a Ben bikini, I'm 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 fine. Um, no. That's the problem. <laughs> it's a controversial Still? subject. I've okay, okay. I had, I, had, I, had, I actually had two because I was thinking about this. the The obvious one to me, but I think it would have worked better if it was made a couple years ago, is Back to the Future. No, oh, that's sacrilegious. No, no. See, I, see, no. I knew, I knew Heretic, saying that right. No. Heretic. Superhero speak wishes Dave all the best in his future. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. See, I knew you guys. Were- react like that um no i think i think it could work again it's it's the idea is bringing in modern audiences to to franchises that we like it all started with remember when they did the they had the face swap with robert downey jr and uh, tom holland tom holland uh, as doc and marty and it's like oh wow that 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 looks good that works that's what like originally i started thinking like oh you know how could you make this work but here's the okay so here's i actually thought about this and it's gonna sound weird mannequin uh, why why would you want to remake mannequin that so was, here, it's a a huge so here, here here's that doesn't exist any other time period so what you do what you do is first off <laughs> i think we lost i think we lost them we're, we're, I mean, that's, that's the most bizarre thing i've ever heard dave yeah. continue please okay so instead of making her instead of making her a uh an, an egyptian queen or whatever she was in the original and getting cursed start off start her off at the during the salem witch trials and then she's a witch and gets turned into a to a statue that becomes a mannequin at a store and but the whole time she's she can see what's going on and then when when that's she finally gets Earth. when she finally gets woken up by you know whatever true love or whatever it is Andrew uh, McCarthy. it becomes a it becomes a commentary <laughs> it becomes a commentary on how consumerism and how with our with our modern uh society how we i'm sorry dave that sounds horrible. how modern conveniences take <laughs> us away from simple into a body horror political movie i, I did you channel me for a second like that sounds like some shit that I would have come up with. I yeah. love it. I love this. Idea. I knew you would love it. Yeah. Was there a Cronenberg aspect to this? Today? David Cronenberg's mannequin. This is, a, this is the most important question. Who is going to cover Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now for the soundtrack? 
No, you it's all modern sound soundtrack. You don't bring back the old songs from the eighties. That's what everyone does exactly. though. No, you gotta do it like Billy Eilish and like really slow <laughs> and like super moody. Yes, but see the idea of like we we have uh, all these modern conveniences which seem like witchcraft to someone from back then, but yet take away from our simple enjoyment of life. Wait, you put a lot of thought like into the mannequin duology today, didn't who, you? Who, who's going to play Hollywood? That's what I want to know. Right. <laughs> I don't think you can get away with that character <laughs> nowadays. Yes. yes, I don't know if we can. That'll be Nas. Little Nas X. Actually, that could work. Yeah, yeah, that, that would that's work. actually not a bad suggestion. Blumhouse, <laughs> oh, get on the phone. Um, <laughs> Blumhouse. Dave, I thought this was a terrible idea, but you have sold me on it. I adore this. Well done. Way to stick the landing. That's madness, my friend. Absolute madness. I love it. (laughs) Try to be a little different. No, it's great. Nobody, no, I don't think if if we had our reboot bingo cards, not a single one of us would have picked Mannequin. Exactly. I knew it. That's like Z28 one that's yeah just uh. all right so before we wrap up this part of the conversation anyone have anything else they want to add about reboots or honorable mentions i i completely forgot this until i was just thinking about it i would love for them to finally get uh spawn reboot off the yeah Um, a good one yeah yeah I, I, so. I we say this a lot on 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 Star Wizard when we talk about Spawn every now and then when there's news, but it's like if you can't get a Spawn movie made right now in the golden age of superhero movies, we're never getting one. So we, please, Todd, just take an executive producer check and step aside and let them make the movie. Yeah, we've talked about it quite a few times, and that's the problem: is Todd McFarlane wants to keep total control. So. Yep. Yeah, he's not going to step away from his baby, unfortunately. I got got another shitty reboot that I forgot about my honorable mention. The Michael Bay 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) You didn't like that one? No, it's ass. Even Amel got to eat, you know? That wasn't as sad as the Transformers, but... Okay, now I was just just getting ready to say, thank (laughs) God you didn't face Transformers, and there you went and did it. It's not that bad. I enjoyed it. The first Transformers is all right. I don't know about the, any of the sequels, but no, the Ninja Turtles movie, ass. <laughs> Absolute no. ass. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Kids liked it. That's all I can tell you. My son was all about it. Did he, the Henson one is so much better. It has an actual story and, you know, heart. That movie has zero heart. Terrible. Nobody's going to fight you on that one. All right. Well, let's 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 wrap this one up for the week. Let's go around. First, we'll start. We'll start with Don. You have any recommendations? And again, where can people find uh, the Omega Level Nerds podcast? Yes, I do have recommendations. Star Wars Visions. Watch it. You will not be disappointed. I am thoroughly taken aback by how much I like that. You can find us again because we're still lame and we don't have a custom URL in YouTube. So you'll have to go at Omega Level Nerds on Twitter. We'll have a link there in the profile and you'll get the show every Sunday. Although that might change to Friday, but that's neither here nor there. As well as other various crap, playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 with my buddy, doing some DBZ, a bridge reaction, all sorts of nerdy stuff for you there. So at Omega Level Nerds on Twitter. Cool. Joey? You have any uh, uh, recommendations? 
Well, you know, I'm going to just go back to my go-to recommendation. It was my the first thing I ever recommended on So Wizard Podcast uh, seven plus years ago, which is uh, if you have Disney Plus, it's a fantastic family uh, comedy animated show called Gravity Falls on there. Oh, oh yeah. That is a Absolutely. hidden gem. Yeah, absolute top tier. Uh, probably the last TV show my entire family agreed on. I love it more than anything. I would definitely suggest you check it out. As for us, uh, So Wizard Podcast is uh, for nerds with a YouTube channel and a weekly podcast all about movies. SoWizardPodcast.com is your gateway to everything. Our YouTube channel, our Patreon content, the podcast every week, and all our social media and comic book reviews and everything else. So... Just hit us up on there and check us out as this drops. We're reviewing Prisoners of the Ghostland, and then Venom 2 is coming up next week as well. Oh. <laughs> Remember, kids, yeah. Tom Hardy doesn't want you to spoil it, although I'm not going to go see it, so I'm going to make my brother spoil it. Anyway. I already read the spoilers, and the commercials have shown you 90% of the movie anyway. So. Oh, good. Uh, John, you got any recommendations? Well, Last time I recommended the thing, right? Because we were talking about Did, that's, yes. that's how we got into this whole mess, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so now I'm going to because because we're getting towards Halloween, so I figure I've got a few of those I can recommend because I was a big horror movie buff back in the day. Relic. That's a good movie. Relic is an amazingly good movie considering, and uh, yeah, it's 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 scary and uh, it's a good monster movie. Cool. All right. JD. Speaking of good monster stuff, the Book of Jericho available for free <laughs> on all finer book platforms across this great land. Amazon, Kobo, Apple Books, Google Play, and a bunch of other places that Draft the Digital puts me on that I don't know what they all are, but they're all for free this week. The rest of the series, $1. So you get three other books for $1 while we launch Sundown on Friday. That one's going to be until I pay full price on it. That's what that's good. You already paid for it. That's what say. You paid more than anybody else, so I, I need it you. on here I, so I can read. So don't, I've, got don't, the, I've got the hard copy. I was about to say, me. John, you and I already have a copy. I, I sent you the digital copy. It's part of your. Well, never mind. It won't um, let <laughs> never mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. I'm not asking you for your money. I'm just asking you. I'm not even taking any email addresses. Just go get yourself a free book. <laughs> All right. Well, I. We'll recommend that you go to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. Comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square and so much more. And I am going to second Don's recommendation. Check out Star Wars Visions. Like I said, I watched the first one while I was eating dinner tonight. I'm going to finish watching the whole thing probably before the next time we all get together. Because I don't have the attention span anymore to sit down and binge stuff. But on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.